What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the DraftKings DFS preview for the sweet South Korean Prince Open. All hail Siwoo. Thank you. Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim. We honor Siwoo Kim tonight. The show is dedicated to him, our sweet South Korean prince, and your defending champion of the Sony Open. More on that to come. Our boy Pat Perry is going to dedicate a a rap of some sort to Siwoo Kim. Can't wait for that. I'm uh, I got the podcast podcast juice flowing tonight, Pat. I got some vodka in here, a little bit of vodka. What you got mixed in there? A little little lime and some club. You know what I like to do. You know. I don't know why I go to the ladies' man when I start talking about this, but I just feel like the ladies' man, Leon Phelps from back in the day, I feel like the 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 brand of this is just right on cue. It's a little, it's just a little Perrier, a little oh, lime, yeah. lime Perrier with mm -hmm. vodka, some Tito's vodka. That yeah. sounds delicious. That yeah, sounds hello, Paula. What is your query? <laughs> <laughs> you forgot Tony's, Tony. Tony's laughing. He's not even on mute. He's laughing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, great! Just SNL. That oh. was one of the one movies that actually turned out pretty well. Yes. God, I want to watch that now. You know, I never saw that. No, I saw it. You never I saw, saw all the episodes. I, I loved him on SNL, but I don't think I ever saw the movie that I can remember. Maybe I did, but what a great skit! Yeah, that is disgusting. <laughs> Never call this show again. I have done. We have we have had many ladies' man references. Anyway, welcome to the DraftKings DFS show. We're going to get into our DFS thoughts. Who we think is going to be the chalk cash plays, pivot GPP tournament plays, potentially some fades. All that good stuff is coming. Uh, of course, Pat's Siwoo homage. Um, but it was a good, it was a good week, Pat. It was a good week. You know, um, we needed Sahith to win. Both of us did. You know, shout out to you. I didn't talk about this on the betting show. Because I don't like to talk, I don't like to give you too much credit back on both shows. Oh, okay. Your uh your 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 core and your tier place. You know, the, there's a new, a new uh, uh yes, a new feature in the Tour Junkies Discord if you're a subscriber. There's a cheat sheet feature, which by the way, uh another feature in the research thread if you're a subscriber is our boy Spaz has dropped a Corn Ferry Tour graduate cheat sheet for the 25 Corn Ferry Tour rookies that will be making their debut on the PGA Tour, some of them this week. Uh, all their stats, where they're from, their college, all that good stuff is all in the research thread. Make sure you download that spreadsheet. It's good stuff. But in the Cheat Sheet channel, every week in the Discord, you're going to get core plays and the game plan, the, the DFS game plan from me, from Pat, and from Spaz. And Pat, you know, I mean, we, we both did pretty good. We both did pretty good. Mm -hmm. we, we, I, I, I did pretty good, too. You had Scheffler. Nice, nicely done. I mean, Top it was chalk, it was chalk worth paying for. I he think. Was. You had Xander, who eh, more Kala, who eh, okay. You had Sahith as a core play in I DFS did. last mm -hmm. week at 14 percent. Um, you had some some good pivots. You had Fitzpatrick, who ended up being a decent decent pivot, I guess. You faded Tom Kim, which was a good fade. You faded Patrick Cantlay. I feel like that was a good fade. You had Cam Davis as a fade, and you had Luke Liss as a fade. I mean. Those are all good fates. Your pivot in the six K range, been on, yeah, very good. You, you had good. You had a good week in the Discord, and and also, you had the round one underdog card 
that uh, hit two of two, doubled up everybody's money. Good for you, buddy. Yeah, it was it was a decent week from a DFS standpoint. Uh, finished second in the listener league, by the way. Which, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You no, know, I didn't. I didn't win the first. I really wanted to win the first week. That would have been funny. It like set the tone for everybody else trying to get after us. Yeah. in the listener league. Yeah, uh, but I finished second. But that's okay. It's a good week. Uh, newcomer to the Discord, Kevin eighty eight ninety two finished first in the Discord league. So shout out to Kevin. He's already earned himself a spot in the finals. Which, if you don't know, the Tour Junkies Listener League is only found in the subscriber portion of our Discord. And we've done this the last few years. The winner of the Discord League gets a, a paid trip to come to either your choice, Savannah or Augusta. Me and Pat will meet you there. We will treat you to a, a, a round or two on our golf course. Mine is a Champions Retreat in Augusta. Pat's is the landings. Um, and some a nice dinner. It's a great time. We've done this the last few years. Our boy Alan Klutz has won, uh, won last year. We're going to be hosting him sometime in March. Kevin uh, has already punched his ticket. So, And listen, we break it up into segments so you can win a segment. So even if you haven't gotten started, if you think you're behind, you're not, just hop on in. you got to join the Discord, though, and you can participate in the Listener League. It's a free entry on DraftKings. Uh, so good stuff from Kevin there. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, he just barely edged you out in there. That would have been nice. Yeah, we had a very similar lineup. There was just a couple players that were different, and that was the uh, the difference for Kevin, who is a new member, just came in last week, so um, or the beginning of last week. So good for him. Starting and off assimilating, high. assimilating nicely. A lot of a lot of good new members yeah. there in the Discord. Link in the description if you haven't already joined. Also, uh, you had a good DFS week. I had a great betting week. I had the Sahith sweat at sixty six to one, but I crushed it on SoBet with my exclusive SoBet plays. Three and a half units hit five out of or six out of eight plays on SoBet this weekend. Uh, that was a lot of fun. If you haven't already signed up for our friends at SoBet, you can do so. Link in the description. There, there's handicappers like sixty plus handicappers in SoBet now, all vetted by SoBet, all required to give logic for every play, unit allocations for every play, and then recap every play, win or lose, recap every play. So it was a good start for me. I do drop some exclusive golf bets on SoBet every single week. It's a fantastic app. The app is getting better and better every week. Fantastic stuff by our friends at SoBet. Tons of good NFL playoff stuff coming out of there. Uh, I guess college football is over after tonight as we record. But uh, thank you to our friends at SoBet. Link in the description. Promo code TJ Trial. TJ Trial gets you one free month to start there at SoBet. You can cancel at any time. So low commitment, no commitment really. And check it out, see how you uh, how you like it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the DFS. How, how things you know kind of shook out, I guess, in terms of DFS for the century. I, I every week in the Discord in the research tab, I'm going to give you a DFS recap for the week. Just some key takeaways that sure you can use to build upon as you build lineups for weeks to come. But definitely something that we want to keep in the uh, uh, you know. Keep documentation of so that when we come to this event next year, we can look back on. Uh, and then I do a, usually do a preview for a DFS look back for the, the tournament coming up. But the century, your perfect lineup, Pat, would have only spent $47,400 of your $50,000 salary cap last week. Very, a, a ton of money left on the table. You'd have had Chris Kirk, obviously, been on, Sahit the Gala, Jordan Spieth. Brian Harmon and Sung J M for a total of 868 and a half points and only about 67% total ownership. Not what I thought. I thought 
a little bit more of the chalk would hit, but a lot of the chalk did not hit. Of the top 10 highest-owned players, only four finished even in the top 15 of the highest points scored. Um, you know, so so there was there was, you know, I don't you would have been fine fading a lot of the chalk last last week. Had you faded six of the 10 chalkiest players, you definitely would not have regretted it. And a couple of those, you probably still would have been fine without. So uh the, the to me, the it did turn out to be kind of a the putting contest that we thought it would be. Chris Kirk just wasn't on anybody's radar. I mean, he was average like three or four percent owned across DraftKings lineups. Yeah. I didn't I don't recall Brian Harmon. I swear, I don't think I, I watched a lot of golf. I don't know if I saw a single shot that Brian Harmon hit the whole I, I and yet he was in the Sunday. perfect lineup. I saw him on Sunday. They, sh they showed a good bit of him Sunday. Okay. Um, yeah. I just saw the last few, well, last five or six holes down the stretch. So he probably wasn't involved in that coverage, but still. The, if you added the cumulative ownership of the top five DraftKings point scorers, for this past century, the total ownership would have come to around 45%. Now that of all the things you've said that, that resonates the most because I believe I would have been at over 90% total for your line. Your, your like your lineups. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was, I was definitely, I mean, I ate some chalk. I ate the Lud. I went, I'll hand up, ate the Ludwig chalk, um, ate the Cam Davis chalk. I think you avoided Davis. Uh, actually, had you avoided the cheap chalk like List and Cole and Davis, you'd have been pretty good. I mean, even even Cole, Cole did fine, but he was—I I, want to say—he was outside the top twenty in DraftKings points scored. Um, so you, you probably I mean, would have if been you fine. started lineups with, if you went with Scheffler and Morikawa, I mean, right off the bat, you're at seventy percent. Yeah. No, it, almost. Actually, almost eighty. Almost eighty, yeah. In some cases, eighty. Single entries, yes. three max entries. It was um, so, yeah. It was. There was some chalk bombs. It was, shout out to our boy Nate Moore, by the way. Nate Moore riding the chalk bomb this week or this this year. First chalk bomb, he nails it. Victor Hovland, you know, he was nervous. The chalk bomb is a lot of responsibility. So, shout out to Nate for knocking that out. Um, Pat, it is, it is Siwoo Kim's defending championship week. Um, we love Siwoo Kim. He's our, he's our buddy. We love him. The newest Siwoo Kim shirt is here. Pat, our merch czar, is wearing the original Siwoo Ric Flair combo shirt. Um, and we want to give away some of those shirts as well as some Tour Junkies beer sleeves for you to fit. I think six beers in the beer sleeve keeps it cold. Drop it in your golf bag. Hide it from the golf course that you go to that's that's too pretentious. They won't let you bring your own alcohol. Um, but the beer sleeve is fantastic. We want to send some listeners some of those Seawood Kim t-shirts, a, a t-shirt, as well as a, a beer sleeve. So we're going to do a quick giveaway. This is the easiest – one of the easiest giveaways we've ever done. All you have to do is follow Beth the Number on Twitter, on X, at BTN Golf. That is at btn bet the number at btn golf on twitter just launched last monday bet the number the site is uh is fantastic the custom model is sick i did drop a bunch of youtube videos describing or, or doing a screen share and walkthrough of bet the number it's on the youtube channel there's a playlist there you can watch all four they're pretty short quick hitting uh, the site is going to continuously improve throughout the year 
Really pumped about what's happening. Pumped about how many of you went ahead and got on board last week. We appreciate it. Uh, the 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 model is up and live. It is ever changing up until Wednesday afternoon, depending on weather, depending on course conditions, what we're getting from the course. So you want to check back and make sure you keep checking the model there on BTN. But bet the number is off to a hot start. And the Twitter account went live last Monday too. So follow at BTN Golf, and you are automatically entered as followers to win. Uh, we're going to give a handful of these out, a Siwoo Kemp t-shirt and a Tour Junkies beer sleeve. Um, and there's another, a different way to win that we talk about on the betting show. So if you haven't already watched the betting show, you can watch that and get a different way to win. But that is at BTN Golf on Twitter, or X, formerly known as Twitter. And Pat, hmm. you know, I read a, I, I wrote a poem. I spent a lot of time on the poem and read Great the poem. poem on uh, the betting oh, show dedicated to our friend Siwoo Kim. But um, you tell us what you have planned for, for Siwoo tonight. Well, you know, Siwoo is a special person, and that yes. deserves special lyrics. And me dropping, dropping those lyrics. And, you know, I a lot of people like to, we've done segments, Pat reads rap songs. Yeah. Rap lyrics. Fantastic. Yeah. And um, that's kind of maybe what this might be. And um, so, but it's it's going to be to a, to the tune of a, a song by Bone Thugs <laughs> in Harmony. Yes. Mo and, Thugs. Too. Yeah. I think technically it's Mo Thugs, but includes both Thugs. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's, there, are bon there are Boney Thugs included. I thought it was Bone Thugs. Well, te technically, it is Mo Thugs because there was a there was the Mo Thug family, and oh, so all of the Mo Thug family was in the Bone Thugs in Harmony group. Anyway, that so there was a song that you and I both have an affection towards. Uh, it's my it's called Ghetto Cowboy. It's an amazing song, and um, I don't know how this is going to work out. As a matter of fact, I have a feeling that I'm going to be ripped off the stage, but it doesn't matter. We're going to try to get through this the best we can. Tony's so, got a quick hook, so I'll, should I just give you just the start? Because we, we can't get taken off of YouTube, but if I just go like... Oh, you don't have music? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you it. You better count your siwoos. You better <laughs> count your siwoos. You better count your siwoos. Mm. You better count your siwoos. Yeah, mm. it's Siwoo Kim on the PGA Tour scene from South Korea. Swing so clean. Golfing dreams. Yeah, he's the king on the fairways. You better watch him swing. Sweet strokes like a melody on the greens making history. From the tee to the cup, no mystery. See Woo's game, pure victory. See Woo on the green making moves in the golf world. He groove from the bunkers in the holes. He proves South Korean pride in the gold golfing groove. Yeah, my name's Powder P, Ghetto Cowboy on the PGA ride. Swinging clubs, taking pride. Siwoo Kim on the green, so why? Golfing legend in every stride. From the bunkers to the rough. Siwoo's Kim, game strong and tough. Like a symphony, my name's the Thug Queen. His swing is enough on the PGA Tour. Watch him strut in the majors. He's a force, Siwoo. Stay on the course through the wind, rain, or the sunshine. 
on the fairway, he always shines. See woo on the green, making moves in the golf world. He grew from the bunkers to the hole. He proves South Korean pride in the golfing groove. Get a cowboy on the PJ ride, swinging clubs, taking pride. My name's Powder P. I'm friends with C. Woo. Kim on the green side, golfing legend in every stride. Uh oh. <laughs> I think I'm done. Whenever I, get, whenever I get tripped up by the line. <laughs> wow. I had to hook I had to hook myself. <laughs> I do I'm very happy that I was able to get the thug queen. I can't you go back and listen to that. <laughs> Who would be the thug queen on the PGA tour, by the way? Is that like Jessica Hadwin on X? It's right have to be Jessica Hadwin. Um, <laughs> use use golf facts. Yeah, Patrick Reed's wife. I think at some point you said C Woo's Kim, which I'm pumped. I'm excited about that. Uh, I don't know if there are any clippable moments in that, but Tony and there were a lot have, of Tony might have some. He could he could a lot of voices. A lot you you went back and forth. I mean, which you know, Ghetto Cowboy does <laughs> does go back and forth a lot it goes back because you know you know you have to know who's talking because there's the main guy yeah. and then you got powder p then you got the thug queen yeah and then you got uh there's another there's another gangster in there because you know they're all gangsters basically <laughs> those cowboys and uh yeah, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like we need tony to pop in for a second and give like an initial reaction because that's the first time tony's ever heard that rap lyric a plus on that, absolute A plus on that, Pat. I'm gonna have to go back and uh, and fill myself in with you reading some of those lyrics. I th I think the only thing, and it's no fault of our own, is the music to it. So what I'll do is I'll edit in uh, uh, the instrumental uh, for that and we'll throw that out on Twitter and all the other mm -hmm. socials because we won't get flagged there. YouTube will get yeah, flagged. Yeah. So watching this on youtube sorry no instrumental behind it go check out our social channels and uh we'll we'll have that there but no a plus yeah guys. thank you a. tony you, well you, so is is powder p is is uh thug queen you're missing lazy bone and crazy bone lazy bone and crazy and lazy bone. bone and crazy bone were bone thugs but, yeah. but powder p and thug queen i don't think i think they were in mo thugs so i forgot like the, i forgot yeah that's they what... were the extra little sprinkle of thugs that were on the side but they weren't in bone thugs yeah you remember when you went to go see Bone Thugs in Augusta? I'll never forget it as long as I live. It was on my <laughs> wife's birthday, and I surprised her, and she hates Bone Thugs. So it was a fantastic night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they sounded amazing. They sounded yeah, I don't remember a whole lot of it, but it was, it was great. <laughs> I just that was great. Name. It was fantastic. Uh, all right. We love you, Siwoo. You still don't follow us on Instagram. I, it's a shame, but someday, someday it's going to happen. We believe it. We believe it. All right. Uh, shall we get to the 9K and above range, Pat? Yeah, let's do Let's get to the 9K and above range on DK and talk about, uh, you know, let's let's take some chalk guesses first off, right off, right off the rip here. Who are the chalk? I, I think this is going to be a very, this is shaping up to be a balanced, the, the chalky build is the balanced build, if you ask me. I think that's what this yeah. is shaping up to be. I think people are going to be fine fading the 10K range altogether. Now, Obviously, that's going to leave some good players with some leverage. 
But I think the chalk is going to be Corey Connors. Mm -hmm. I think Eric Cole still remains chalky. Are we getting Eric Cole fatigue? Personally, I am not. But I, but I will say, if you're looking at the model on BTN, and there's a couple of very interesting stats that maybe BTN might be the only place you go to that has that stat considered, and he doesn't perform well there. Um, but he's still not terrible because he performs really well in a lot of other facets. But I, I'm not. I'm not getting Eric Cole fatigue. Like, great guy. Great story, freaking grinder. The sure, did he play 37 events last year? Literally 37? Yes. And that may be why Eric Cole is getting Eric Cole fatigue. <laughs> Apparently He's fatigued not. of himself. Apparently not. I, I just I'm not fatigued by him. But I, I think especially in I think the DFS community continues to feel like Eric Cole is a very safe bet. And I and I I get it. I, I think, think you're right. Like, you're, right now. I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I think he's going to be chalky. I think Connors I, I, is chalky. I think Kirk is chalky. And I think JT Poston is going to be chalky. I think those are the yeah. three that I feel like will for sure be chalky. Do you, do you think anybody else? Or do you disagree on those three? I, I don't disagree at all on those three. I don't. I think there's a potential for Henley to be on the verge of chalky. chalky. Like, chalky. I could see Henley being at, like, if we consider chalk to be between maybe, but he was chalk last week and he disappointed. I know. Second. But if, if you consider him to be in that fifteen to twenty percent range, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna fall in there somewhere. Um. By the I way, for, for those of you that are new, um, we say this because in DFS, you're playing a game. You're not just playing a game to pick the best players. You're playing a game against a ton of other people that you're playing, you know, your lineup is going up against. So you do have to compile the best lineup. And part of that is having guys on your roster and your six players that are uh, not super chalky or not very popular or not highly owned in the contest. Now, it doesn't mean you fade all the chalk. You definitely, for the most part now in PGA DFS, it was different when we first started back in 2015, but now, Everybody's sharp. Everybody's got tools at their disposal. You can't fade all the chalk. You can't completely say I'm not playing any of the popular players. You, you do have to pick and choose some players that are popular and still put them in your lineups. So, But it is good to identify in each range where you think the most popular players will be because you need to decide. You can't play a lot of them, but you can play some of them. Which ones am I going to play and which ones am I going to avoid? And then what does that mean for the rest of the range? Are there players in there who are not going to be very popular that have a lot of upside that I like and I can put in my lineup and have some leverage? Because if all you have is a bunch of guys who are in 25% of lineups, you're not going to climb the leaderboard when those guys pop off unless you have the absolute dead nuts perfect combination. That is the reason why this matters. So that's the chalk in this range. So obviously our pivots, I mean, I kind of think, I mentioned, who do you think is going to be the most popular play in the 10K range? Sahith, Fitzpatrick, Hatton, or Ludwig? Ludwig was obviously the chalky play last week. I mean, everybody had Ludwig. Yeah, I think Hatton's going to be, even though he hasn't, he hasn't played here. I think Hatton's You're probably right. It, you know, you're probably right. I, I think the pivot is, you know, even though I don't like it, it's probably Fitzy in here. 
I'm not a huge fan of Fitzy though this week, which is one reason I feel like you can just get away with fading this whole range because I don't. I feel like Sahith's going to have a little bit of a setback. I just don't feel like this is a great course fit for him. It's not. Um, Fitzy, it's. I mean, what I do love about Fitzy, great putter. I don't like where we're seeing the approach numbers for him right now. Mm-hmm. And you, First you look time at the YLI, that tends to matter. Yeah. You look at this course, you really got to be good on approach, smaller greens, all that kind of stuff. And Ludwig was, a little, you know, obviously disappointing last week. I mean, he's a guy that's just, he can overpower a course. I think he's talented enough on a course like this where you have to dial it back a little bit. Um, or who knows, maybe he'll go in and just bomb it away. I don't think you can do that really um, at Wildlife. So I don't feel like Ludwig's a great play either. So all four of these guys, to me, or just I, I'm I would pivot off of them and drop down and probably eat a little chalk with Corey Connors, play Chris Kirk, you know. Like I think this is going to be a chalky range for me, and I'm just going to end up finding guys somewhere else, which there's plenty in this field to to lower the you know your total ownership. I was going to say I think the 7K range here is probably one of the more wide open 7K ranges I remember having. I don't think. As I was looking through it, I could be wrong. And and I do have two names in the 7K that I actually, even when I wrote them down, I was like, maybe they're chalk. But for the first time in a while in the 7K range, there's not one or even or, or two like clear guys who are mispriced who are chalk. Like last week's Eric Cole, last week's Cam Davis, you know, even though he performed poorly, like he was clearly he was mispriced. Yeah. The caliber of player he was. I don't feel like we have that in the 7K range. And for that reason, I think a lot of 7K ownership is going to be completely spread in DFS, which means I think I agree with you. I think you can num, 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 num on the chalk in the 9K range if you love it, if you love Corey Connors, if you like Chris Kirk, if you like JT Post, uh, if you like Brian Harmon. I like Brian Harmon. Like, if you like those guys, just play them. Go, maybe go overweight on them. So if they're, if they're projected around 20%, Consider putting them in 30 to 40% of your lineups. Go overweight. If you believe in them that much, get some leverage on, on the rest of the entries, right? And then I, I just almost think almost anyone in the 7K, unless there's some somebody I'm overlooking or some significant news or changes that come out, I just don't think anybody in the 7K is going to be super popular. So you can, and, and I don't think anybody in the 7K is that much better than anybody else. So there's not somebody who I feel like, oh my God, no matter what they are, I'm, I got to play them. So I think you can pivot off of anybody that does end up being popular. Yeah, I, I would agree. Now, the X factor in this 9K and above range, or maybe I should say the Z factor, is Willie Z. Yeah, what do you think people are going to do with him? Are, are people just like giddy to play him, and so they're going to play him? I'm completely out. I'm I think I think as you could be you if if you're smart, you should be completely out of Willie Z. I think if you want to play him, fine because you like Willie Z and you just want to fig you know see what. But I don't think it's a good play at all, and I think that um, I think you're going to see though some ownership onto him just because of the fact that Willie Z sitting there. You have this, like, there's always folks that, like, especially when you get a guy that's coming back from injury. We have it in the 7K, actually, too, with Gary Woodland. Yeah. You know, you have these guys that you just want, like, you you haven't been able to play in a long time. You really want to play him. Willie Z is a fantastic player. We know that. Um, 
but and you kind of want to be ahead of the game a little bit, but this isn't the time for that. Like we just don't like even Willie Z. We had a little bit of a sample size at the Hero, and it wasn't great. You know, like he didn't. I mean, I think he shot like seven or eight over the first day, and then he he did play better after that. But totally out. The price is off. I just don't want to do it. But I do think he's gonna. I, I bet you we see Willie Z somewhere at like seven or eight percent, which is too high. I was gonna say if you. I was literally about to say if you saw Willie Z at seven to eight percent, would you not be enticed? I, I think that's. Like if I saw him at seven eight percent, I would actually be surprised in the DFS community that he's that low. I, I would see that as low. I think him. that's where he's going to end up being. Well, I mean, it's a little tempting. It's not much tempt. It's not. It's not very tempting, but it's a little. I mean, he was eleven over at the hero. He was terrible. He was dead last. He was 20. dead last. He's With coming off an injury. He's coming off a major surgery and injury where he also is changing his swing. That is the thing that people forget. Willie Z may never be the same. He may not be the runner-up at the Masters guy again. He may be. I hope he is. I like him. He still, we still saw clips at the hero of his putting looking like oh my God. I mean, the putting so was it just like yeah. Listen, if Willie Z starts to show us something later this year or whatever that's good, like then start to play. Like, he is the perfect example of what we've always said. Let's take a wait and see. You're you're not going to be ahead of the game. All right, you're not smarter. You're not. You know, like people like they they want to get so smart in this and be like, all right, nobody's playing Willie Z. I'm going to play him and I'm winning everything. It's just not happening. All right, it's not happening this week. That's the nine k above range. Let's move on to the AK range, Pat. I don't love this range. I. That that could certainly change by Wednesday. And by the time I update the Cheat Sheets channel in the Discord on Wednesday with my core plays, as well as my... Very, this is already very disappointing. As well as my... Um, the Siwoo Kim. Well, yeah. I, I mean, our Prince I, I, episode, I, he's in this range, and this is where we have to start. Well, the the there's the top two... The, I have three names written down in this range. The top two are two SoCo friends. Been on, been on, which I I read I read the Instagram DMs we had back and forth with Ben on today on the betting shows. Pretty funny. Been on and Siwoo, who I don't mind. I I was pleasantly surprised with Siwoo's performance last week. I did not think it was going to be very good at Kapalua. It's not a course that fits him very well. And you know I know it was only fifty nine guys and he finished like twentieth something, but. It, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. He finished 25th. It was not terrible. He gained gained half a stroke off the tee, half a stroke on approach, gained a little bit around the greens, which he tends to do. Was like minus 0.2 on the putting on the putting surfaces, which is not terrible. But but I don't he doesn't feel like an automatic play to me in DFS. We'll see. I, I already said I might throw out a you know homage bet to Siwoo as a top five or top ten. But in DFS, I'm I'm just not sure my lineups are going to be built with a lot of guys in the AK. Ben on is interesting to me. He scares me a little bit, but he's interesting. And then the only other play in here that I like is Keegan. I, I, I do have a have some interest in 8K Keegan. I think 8K Keegan has a higher upside than Adam Hadwin, than Stefan Yeager, than Justin Rose, than Denny McCarthy. 
I, I think his upside is quite good. He, you know, his best finish here in the last five years, he's got a couple top 12s, but the ball striking is as solid as usual. He fits the trend of played Kapalua the week before, has a top 15 to 20 finish at at uh, at the Sony in, in recent years. He checks all those boxes. Was he terrible on the greens this past week? Yes. Some of that could just be slow, big greens where he's having to I, I kind of like these guys similar to Ben on. I kind of like these ball striking like approach guys and and similar to a guy who we're going to get to in the next range, Lucas Glover, who hit it close or, or you know whose irons are way better than average on greens that play smaller than they are surface area wise, but even surface area wise, these greens are smaller than they are at Kapalua. You know, whereas like Keegan and Glover and Ben on at Kapalua may have had like 60 foot putts that they had to deal with, 70 foot foot, you know, lag putts that they had to deal with. There's going to be less of those here at, at Wiley. And, and I like the fact that these guys can use their precision iron play to attack these greens a little differently. So, uh, Ben on Siwoo, Keegan for me in this range are the three that I'm considering. And I don't, I'm not, crazy about any of them and i don't honestly know who is the chalk here i don't know if anybody's going to be chalky here uh, you think people are going to like run to to play denny again i don't know i don't see denny being chalky um you know maybe <sighs> would happen have it have any no oh, had one no way that's like nobody i mean so this is going to be an interesting test yeah. it's going to be an interesting range because I, I do think the popular build is going to be 9K, then jump to 7K. You're going to yeah. do two 9K guys, maybe even three, because there's a lot of value in the 6K too. You've got Corn Ferry Tour rookies, DP World Tour guys coming over. Like the AK is going to be skipped. I think it is, which, which maybe that means you you do take a little bit harder look in here. You know, Hadwin, I do think, is going to be one that's probably I'm going to fade. Plus, I could see, like, his wife, like, there in Hawaii, and she's like, oh, well, we got all this stuff we got to do in Hawaii. Like, you know, we need to go to the belly dancers and, and watch them, and and uh, then we're going to go get – we're going to go get laid, but it's not going to be, like, what, what you're thinking about. We're going to get – they're going to get fresh flowers and put them around our necks and stuff. Like, I just – I think I feel like he's going to be too busy with some Hawaiian stuff, and so I'm out on Adam, Adam Hadwin. But I do like strokes I like Harris. Lost, strokes lost Hawaiianing. Yeah. Okay. You like Harris English? I like Harris English. I don't I like, hate it. I mean, I was all over him last week, but man, great, great play last week for the most part. I mean, T fourteen. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it was a good um, You know, he is he's a guy that's played this golf course a lot. I mean, really loves the course. He's played here pretty much every year. Um so I, I think, and it, there's a reason for that. It's it's obviously one that he thinks is a, is a good fit for him. So I do like Harris English. Um, you know, he was seven K Harris English last week though. He was, yeah. but now I, he's like upper eight K range. Ah, when you know. get into the situation though that you were just talking about, like where you think a lot of people are gonna, yeah, know, skip a range. So yeah. we we talk about pivoting off of players, so from one to the other, but they're always like right next to each other. Like I always sometimes think what if I think this like the mentality is gonna be like I just wanna take a couple nine K guys that I like and then go down to seven K. There is a little bit of it, it's like, you know, we have the sound clip pivot when I pivot. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what I'm that's what I may do in this range. I think Justin Rose is a decent pivot right here. Now, Justin Rose had some 
terrible play last week. And then he goes out Sunday and shoots, what, 62, 61 at the century? Now, a lot, I mean, the course average was 66, I believe, on Sunday. Uh, I think it was 65-something, yeah. Yeah. But still, you think of Howdy tournaments shot. where the old guys Wait can a play. A, hold on, hold on. That's not right, is it? He shot 12 under Sunday. He shot 61. 61. 61 in any, I don't care where you are. Uh, he was playing the same tees, okay? It wasn't <laughs> like they said, Justin Rose, you're today, old. Today's Senior Sunday. Season. You've had a really bad week, and we're going to let you go up a tee box, okay? He yeah. played the same exact tees that Jordan Spieth and Chris Kirk and all of them were playing, and he shot 61. I think Justin Rose could be a decent, and he's going to be low-owned, and nobody's going to be jumping on to Justin Rose. So if you kind of if you want to go into a guy in this range that's going to be lower-owned, good course fit, get in there. Get a little Justin Rose. Okay, interesting takes there. I think we're I think we're right in terms of where people are going to go in uh, in the line of construction, all that good stuff. Um, I think I think we're good. By the there. way, last time he played here, twenty seventeen, finished second. There you go. Um, the Farmers Show is coming up in a couple weeks, and we need your voicemails. We need listener voicemails. We want to answer some voicemails. We want to do a little voicemail segment next week. A little hotline bling seven zero six six. Addict is the hotline number. You can call that number. Leave us a voicemail on literally anything. Give us whatever you got. If you've got um, punishment predictions for our new uh, season-long betting challenge that we talk about on the betting show every week, if you have hot takes, if you whatever you've got, questions, uh, golf advice or not golf advice, whatever it is, if you want to tell Pat something, if you want to – uh, pay homage to Siwoo. Anything you want, 706-6-ADDICT is the number. Leave us a question there on the uh, on the hotline, on the voicemail. We're going to answer those at the Farmer Show. We would appreciate it. All right, let's get to the 7K range. The 7K range is, is just, it's just wild. It's the wild, wild west. Like I said, I don't think there's anybody. I have two names written down that I think could possibly be high-owned. Obviously, that could change. I mean, I don't listen to any content or read any content before we record these shows on Monday. I think people might be willing to jump on Glover mm -hmm. because, I mean, you know, yeah, he putted like absolute trash at the century, but that's first event back, like kind of happens for Lucas. You know, could you sound the alarm and say, oh, the putter's left him. Now he's done again. He's back to like old Lucas. Sure, you could, but I think some people might be interested in him. And I think because ownership tends to drift towards guys with a really attractive course history, I think that could lead people to the Andrew Putnam $7,500 price tag given his T4 last year and his runner-up in 2019. Other than that, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, this, like I said, this just feels like anybody's range here. Yeah, I think... Um... I think one of the things about, and we talked about this like a little bit on the betting show, that one of the things you tend to see is is ownership skewed a little bit towards guys they they just that just like especially at the start of the year that played at the century. So because they they've just seen them yep. play, I think EVR yeah could have a little bit of chalk to him. You know, we just saw okay. him at the century. He has a win, you know, at the Worldwide Technology. 
finished 22nd at the century, has played here, you know, the last couple of years with the top 20. I feel like EVR could be one with some chalk. Okay. I, I could, I could kind of get, I could, I could get there. He's cheap. 7,200. I could get there. I don't, I don't know if there's anybody else. And like, I don't like chalk for him at 7,200 would be like 10%. Yeah. I think it's still, yeah. I think it's still going to be in that 10 to 12% range, but I do think he'll, he'll have some other than that. I think you're right. I think like Putnam, maybe, um, I feel like list is going to have some chalk. I, I don't know because everybody knows this is like not the course fit for him. It's not like last week. All right. Let me tell you who I like as a pivot. And you mentioned him on the betting show, and I was surprised you mentioned him on the betting show because I don't know that I like him in betting. But in DFS, um, everybody that was watching Sunday saw Brendan Todd snap his driver, (laughs) which was kind of wild. Like, Brendan Todd, we we know Brendan Todd. Like, I know he's not a hothead. This is that is a total sweet South Korean prince see with Kim move. He snapped his driver. But I went back and looked at it. So for the event, he was almost a stroke and a, it was over a stroke and a half lost off the tee. For the event, he was positive in approach, positive around the green, positive putting. Round one and round two, uh, he was he was round two. He was basically neutral off the tee. Round one, he lost a little bit, which you would expect him to lose a little bit at Kapalua. He doesn't hit it very far. But round four, when he snapped the driver, he lost five strokes off the tee. He lost those in basically on basically two holes, two tee shots, 14 and 17. That's it. The, the, the front nine on Sunday, he was minus a half a shot total off the tee, which again, I think is what you would expect from Brendan Todd at Kapalua, where it's a bomber, it bombers prevail. So I, I think I think he had a rough patch there. I'm I'm wondering if people will bounce off of him as the highest priced player in the 7K range, seeing him snap the driver, which is a thing. Like like what if that driver is like his baby that he's always had, that he's hit for a year and he loves it and now and now he's in the equipment truck all day today and tomorrow and Wednesday trying to find a, a replica that does happen out on the tour. We know that. He's got Paul Desort, new caddy on the back, like all these things. It could be a, it could be bad, but I do think he's an interesting. He's one I want to keep my eye out on in terms of ownership because he's played here and he's played here pretty decently. No like peak finishes, but he's solid here, and it seems like it would fit him. Approach play, accuracy off the tee, make a bunch of putts on Bermuda. That seems like a perfect Brendan Todd recipe to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm with you on Todd. I think right next to Todd, uh, you know, under him at Akshay is one that I'm going to fade. I know Akshay is the guy that I'm totally, obviously we saw, like we talked about this last week, like, is he, uh, you know, is there a little bit of a resort course narrative with him? I'm starting to maybe believe it. Maybe these like wide open courses that he can just let it fly are the places you take Akshay. Um, but it's not here at Wildlife. So I, I think he is one that I'm fading if you're looking near uh, Brendan Todd. Agree. I, I do like Adam Svensson again. And damn it, I'm so tired of Adam Svensson, but I'm going to play him. I'm going to play Beth, him. The Beth the Number model loves him this week. Loves him. Didn't have really a bad century. He had a great Sunday to finish T33 at 18 under. So still 10, 11 shots off the lead. He's gained but, a lot of strokes ball striking at Wiley. 
a yes. lot of strokes. He's one that comes down to the putter. Yeah, it does. Which, you know, the last time, last year at Wiley was not good, but the year before that it was good, and he finished mm-hmm. in the top ten. So Svensson, I think, is is one that I'll I'll probably end up on and have a little bit of shares with. I like Lucas Glover too. I mentioned on the betting show, I'm a fan of JJ Spawn. You hate him. I get it. Yeah. Um down a little bit cheaper though, Ben Griffin, I like a lot at seventy four hundred. Yeah. I think now, he's now he might get a little he might get a little he's a popular player. Yeah. I could see him getting a little steam. Yeah. Here's one we haven't even talked about at all though. Nick Hardy at seventy one hundred. I had another Nick written down, and it was of the Taylor variety. Okay. I, I, I kind of like Nick. I like Nikki T. I like Nikki T a little bit. I, I mean, don't, I don't yeah. mind either Nick. Uh, a T32, T11, and T7 last year, those are his last three performances at the, uh, at the, at the Sony. Gained 10 stroke, 10.7 strokes putting at the Sony the last two years. I think it was a kind of a shake the rust off situation for him at the century. He lost strokes off the tee, which again, kind of like Brendan Todd, you would think he would. Lost almost uh, 1.2 shots on approach, not terrible. But kind of broke even putting. Like I, I don't think that's crazy for Nick Taylor, and he's a multiple time PJ Tour winner. I mean, it would surprise me a little bit if he won, but it, it would not surprise me at all if he top tinned. I think he's got great upside here at 7200. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. He's one of these players to me that just doesn't like never seems to get enough credit. Like he solid every no, year that he, he plays on tour with a chance to win. You know, not every event like it has to be the right course. Yeah, but the guy has you know he's he's a very solid player. The last play I have in this range that I'm interested to see how ownership shakes out is Alexander Bjork. You've got these DP, the 10 DP World Tour guys that got their full PGA Tour card that are probably all going to choose to play on the PGA Tour full-time, Bjork being one of them. He was an absolute stud on any course on the DP World Tour that did not require you to hit it a mile. He doesn't hit it very far, but he is dead-ass accurate off the tee and with approach play. I, I don't, you know, do, do I think he's going to win? Probably not. His first time around Wiley. But do I think he has great top 10 upside? Yes, I do. And he's pretty cheap. But I know a lot of the DFS community knows who he is, knows kind of about Alexander Bjork. We'll see how he how he turns up. One of the benefits of the Discord and being a member of the Discord is every week in the research tab, we post aggregate ownership projections based on three to four to sometimes five websites, uh, ownership projections for the week. We aggregate those and we tell you where you guys falling. Uh, we put it. We post the first one on Tuesday, and we post an update late on Wednesday. So you got to check that every single week if you're in the Discord to see the aggregate ownership. And it's something that we obviously talk about on the Wednesday night live chats in the Discord. So Bjork is one I'm going to have my eye on for sure because I will play the mess out of him if he's like sub 10. percent Alexander Bjork, like, have you seen his profile picture? Yeah. If you had kind of a handsome guy, I think so when you guy. when you like are in the business world and you have to wear a suit or something like they have these these companies out there, they have salespeople and they come to you mm-hmm. to sell you a suit. Mm-hmm. And they're going to like it. Alexander, if Alexander Bjork called me on my cell phone, somehow he got my number through LinkedIn or something. I don't know. He he would be the person that I've like immediately thought like, oh man, this guy wants to come and sell me the greatest tailored suit 
sense like that like this is he's selling the new the he's new suit you gotta buy that new new suit that new new suit like that's what he does he's a handsome guy i could see him wearing a, a nicely a, tailored a i could see him wearing salesman. A, yeah i could see him wearing a nicely tailored suit and i could also see you in desperate need of a new nicely tailored suit you probably if anyone listening is does happen to be a remote suit salesman um dm me on discord mm -hmm. or twitter or instagram and i will give you pat's personal phone number email address and maybe even home address if you want oh, to my goodness. Him a, oh, goodness. try to get him a custom suit because he still has a full-time job and he could probably use a custom suit i don't wear suits that much anymore but look if if alexander bjork wants to come sell me a suit i will play him in my dfs lineup and i'll buy a suit praise god baby praise god um, all right, let's hit, let's hit some, let's do this before we get to the 6k draft and our, I want to give some cash plays from the 9k and above 8k and 7k range. But before we do that, big news out of the best ball world. And that is that underdog has the, the greatest best ball site on the planet has now released PGA tour, almost season long best ball drafts. And I could not be more excited. I did one live today on YouTube. Uh, I talked about a couple of key things you need to do in terms of strategy, in terms of being prepared to draft your best ball team. And then I drafted one live that video is up on YouTube. It's fantastic. I love the season long best ball stuff. It starts with the waste management and it ends at the open championship. So almost season long, you got almost a month to go ahead and get in there. Well, you have a month. You have exactly a month to get in there draft some teams. It's 150 max entry contest, $10 per entry. You draft 10 players. You put, underdog takes the best six scores of your 10 players every week from the waste management to the open championship you don't have to set a roster you have to worry about anything you just do the draft which is the most fun and then you sit back and you watch it happen there is some strategy to it it's it's a great time i love it and if you've tried best if you've tried underdog before and like the pick them there are some states where pick them is is not legal but best ball is most of the states best ball is legal there's a link in the description of the video and the podcast if you haven't already signed up for underdog promo code junkies gets you a hundred 100 deposit match up to 100 we would appreciate it if you use our code to sign up i will be doing a lot more drafts in the next month live on youtube i can't wait to do more uh, i'm going to try to maybe do 150 pat i might i might do 1500 worth of entries on this dang thing wow. i love okay. the best ball draft it's a lot of fun and there is some real strategy to it so i talk about that in the beginning of this first video check out underdog it's a good time pat let's talk about cash picks 9k 8k 7k range 9k okay i don't have any in the 8k range i don't i don't feel great about any of the plays in the 8k range in terms of cash so i'm going to cheat and i'm gonna give you connor's who i think we both agree on in the 9k range as a cash play and then i would add kirk so I'm going to give you Connors and Kirk as cash plays. I would skip the 8K range. And in the 7K range, I think I'm going Lucas Lover. I'm trusting the ball striking. I'm trusting the broomstick to have at least like, even just like a negative two strokes gained putting for Glover. We'd still be fine at Wiley. So those are my cash picks. My cash picks. I'm sure you agree on the 9K range. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I do agree on the 9K range. Um, I would say that from a cash standpoint, I think I will go with a, a cash play in the 8K range. Okay. I'll, I'll go with Ben on in the 8K range. I, I like Ben on that much this week. Um, 
So I'll go with him, and then I'll go with um, I like Glover, and you know I think I'll go down even and, and take seventy four hundred Ben Griffin in cash. I don't hate that. I don't hate either one of those. So there you go. Good calls. All right, so six K range like this is tough because you've got. The Corn Ferry Tour graduates who are PJ Tour rookies, you know some of these guys are going to pop. You've got some more DP World Tour staples who are world-class players who are now just full-time on the PJ Tour who, who play the Genesis Scottish, who play the Open, who get into the players, who get into the Masters, you know, who get into the other majors. They're high-caliber players who are down in this range and cheap. You've got a guy like Maverick McNeely making his return from injury. And you've got some guys who are kind of mules on the pga tour but who just hit it straight and kind of dink and dunk it which is fine for wiley i think there are a lot of good plays here in the 6k range i think making decisions in the 6k range is going to be tough and it's going to be something i'm going to be finalizing all the way up until wednesday i think the wednesday night live chat is going to be interesting uh it's going to be full of some 6k range players but also like how many of these guys get played because if we're right about people kind of fading the 10k range you don't even have to get in here that much, but I think there's going to be some guys in here that end up playing quite well. This, this may be a, 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 you know, leave some serious, leave some salary on the table situation. There's some really good players in this range. I'm going to have a hard time making decisions in this draft. Yeah, I agree. All right, I'm going to let you start, Pat. 6K draft, who are we starting with? I'm going to start, start with a guy that I think is um, just a great course fit. You mentioned... Uh, you know, the RSM and, and, and Sea Island being a, a kind of a, you know, correlation a little bit as far as the course is concerned. I like Grayson Sig. So okay. Grayson Augusta Sig is boy. a 6700. G Sig, Augusta boy. Um, listen, I, I think uh, I think Mav is interesting. Yeah, I was thinking about him too. It is no secret that DB is a huge Maverick McNeely fan. I've... I play Maverick McNeely all the time. I've lost a lot of money on Matt McNeely. So preface with that. We last saw him play the RSM Classic. He's recovered from uh, an injury, shoulder injury. And this is a tournament he's played quite well. T7, T27 the last two years. I just saw him on Instagram the other day playing Cypress Point. Flex, but okay. Um, I, th I think he's, I think he's, I think he's healthy, and I think a a, a solid Mav McNeely at sixty eight hundred gives me some nice upside. Now the the floor is, I think, pretty low. I'm worried about the floor. He's he does struggle with accuracy off the tee at times, and although he's, he's kind of figured it out here, and he who knows, you know, competition back after the break, how that could look. But I like Mav. Okay. Um, I tell you, you know, I'm going to go with the guy I mentioned on the vetting show, and I think he's a long shot top twenty. Alejandro Toasty. He is. Uh, I mean, you just look at the stats. He's he's kind of popping on off the tee, top ten in the field, one and strokes gained around the green. So you know, good short game. Um, you know, Toasty flashed some some form for sure last year. He had some some issues, some anger issues. But I think he's gone to anger management, and he's uh, oh, he's yeah. gotten through it. You know, I can appreciate anybody that gets triggered 
by a rules official or whatever, a person in the crowd. Um, so I think Toasty's going to have a good experience with the Hawaiian fans, and he is going to play well this week. 6,600. Alejandro Toasty. Toasty is one to watch. Um, now, famously, I have a relationship with Toasty as I hit him a top 20 at 8-1 to one, uh, in one of the few PGA starts he got, PGA Tour starts he got earlier this year. But looking at the cheat sheet that we dropped in the Discord of Corn Ferry Tour, Corn Ferry Tour graduates, one of the longest hitters out of the Corn Ferry Tour graduates, if not the longest. So he's going to have to club down on some holes here. But also one of the better iron players, good decent iron player, really good putter. He's got that distance and putting combination that can translate a lot of different places if he manages his game well on these short courses. So I think Tosi is interesting. Um, listen, I, there's there's no doubt. I'm, I'm going to stay with the, the injured golfer uh, trend here. Because since he came back from injury, I've been all I've been bout about it. You know, if you remember the days of Master P and um, you know, when we talked about Mo Thugs on this show, the the Master P crew and um, what was the name of his? What was the name of his? What was Master P's? You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, he was yeah. He would say about it, about it. You know, I'm about it, about it for Vince Whaley, and and. Uh, yeah. No limit soldiers. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. I'm See my brain for not thinking about that. I'm a no limit soldier. I thought I told you. A no limit soldier. Anyway, big time no limit soldier. Also went to Georgia Tech, which has never been said about anyone. But Vince Whaley, I am. I'm going to keep riding, buddy. I rode him all fall back from the injury. Another guy like Toasty, who's a bomber off the tee, really good putter. But since he's come back from injury, the irons have been hot. So I'm going to go Vince Whaley. Okay. Um, I'll finish out my three with with a guy that is just a – I mean, look, I think it's it's a little bit of a misprice only because of what we've seen him do on the European tour. I know he's kind of known to be more of a, a bomber-type player, but I think a lot of these guys coming off the European tour – will always show you that they know how to play in almost any kind of condition. They can take, you know, they can take distance off the ball if they need to. They can work the ball left and right. Um, so Bobby Mack is at 6,900. I'm going to go with Bobby Mack here. Um, Robert McIntyre. Look, this is, um, you know, this is his time to start showing that, you know, what he can do. We saw him go toe-to-toe with Rory at the Scottish Open. Now, that was a, that was a while ago. But this guy is super, super talented, and um, we'll see that this year on the PGA Tour. All right, well, I'm going to go with the least sexiest name in the whole dang place. Uh, PGA Tour winner at the RSM Classic, which I, I said is a similar event, and it's Tyler Duncan. Ugh, that's just... Tyler. If I said, like, this is, this is what happens when you turn 40, Okay. If anybody's listening out there, DB turned 40 last month, okay? And things start to happen to you. And one of them is Tyler Duncan. (laughs) And that is exactly what's going on here because this would have, Tyler Duncan's name would have never come out of your mouth if you weren't 40 years old. God, why is that? Okay, if Tyler Duncan worked at a store in the mall, Back when malls were a thing, because I feel like mm, he'd be know, at a he'd be at a Cinnabon. Oh my God, he would be. 
He'd be bending dough in a cinnabon. He'd be a he'd be a cinnabon doughboy. He'd be a doughboy. I was just thinking about a... what kind of soy boy beta job would he have at the mall? And you're right. He would be the guy, the one guy, and you would and everybody. He would be the one guy at cinnabon. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about. I was. I mean, you nailed it. Is there any other store that he would work at? Because back back in the day when I when we were kids, like the mall was the place to go. You would hang out at the mall. You take your girl to the mall. You'd walk around the mall. He wouldn't be at Spencer's. I know that. No, he would not be at Spencer's. He wouldn't be a Hot Topic. Um, maybe Eddie Bauer. Maybe he was an Eddie Bauer kid. Not American back Eagle. Back. Way too buttoned up to be American. Back Eagle. in the day, he was at Beagle Boy. Oh God. <laughs> he was. He was at Beagle Boy. He was in the cargo short section. Dude, do you remember telling okay. you about why? This one with eight pockets was better than the one with six pockets. Was Augusta the only mall that had a pet store in it? You remember when Augusta Mall had a pet store? There had to be other malls. Would he that. be a pet store guy where he'd like show you the... If the he was a pet animal. store guy, he worked in the fish section. The fish section? Yeah, he'd be showing you about this is a tiger fish. These this is a this a fish is more aggressive than the other I think, one. I think he'd be a cat because there's cat. a beta fish, and you know, like you'd be like, oh These yeah, are that's the beta fish section. But but also, it could be a cat boy. He could be a cat boy. You could be like, oh, this is a Siamese Weimar Weimar Tiner or whatever. Hmm. I think there's possibility of that. But anyway, whatever it is, it ain't good. But Cinnabon Cinnabon Maker is probably the best thing for him. But I don't know. I just have a feeling. Call me crazy. That's right. it for the show. That's it for us. Shout out to our boy, Siwoo. May he defend. Listen, I will not be disappointed if he defends his title. God love him. We love you. May your screens be green. Have a great week. See ya!